welcome to another episode of the Mental Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Marco, and I just must say, I'm very excited right now. I'm just happy. God is just so good. The joy of the Lord is on me, and I'm just happy. And I'm happy to bring this episode to you all because this is a serious topic that must be talked about. You know, if we really desire to be like Romans 12 too, which is to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, then we need to get our responses under control. You see, on this episode, we need to talk about a hurdle that keeps people from continuing the race of life and purpose of God. And that is responding to negativity, responding to insults, replying to invalid criticism. You see, if we truly desire to be transformed and renewed, we need to get our responses under control. Today's topic, righteous responding. Today's topic will be about righteous responding. So, Father God, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you, God, for the joy that we feel right now. Lord, we thank you for the love that you give us unconditionally, God. Father God, we thank you for your truth right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, as I spread your truth, Lord, let it be given glory unto you, God. Lord, as I spread your truth, let it be given glory unto you, Lord, and nothing be done for self-gain. Father God, I pray for the person who receives this message, Lord, that you soften their heart so they can receive the truth that you have, Lord, so they can change their responses, Lord, so they won't be so triggered by the world, but instead they'll be content and complacent with you, Lord, with your righteousness. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Yes, guys, today we are going to be talking about righteous responding, because if we don't get our responses under control, then our responses will soon control us. Get into more of that later. Our foundational scripture, the scripture that I want us to focus on as we go through this episode, comes from Matthew 27, verses 12 through 14. This is Jesus as he's being approached and accused by the priests and elders. The text says, when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge to the great amazement of the governor. There are five words in that scripture that are just so powerful that we need to inherit ourselves. But Jesus made no reply. You see what he did? He didn't give an answer and no reply to the charges and the accusations made against him. And this is how we need to be as people and children of God. When someone brings negativity our way, we don't reply. When the person insults us, we don't respond. When people attack us and say things about us, we don't respond to the negativity. But let's face it, we can't help it. We can't help but to get our reply back to that nasty comment. We can't help but to get our clap back and spill the tea on someone who did us wrong. For those of you that don't know, spill the tea is just like a new term we say nowadays. Basically, I got the juice. I got the gossip. I got the drop about that person. We can't wait to spill all that information on that person. We can't help but get our attention to things and people who come for us with their negativity. You see, the need to always reply the need to get your get back, the need to always react, that breathes from two seeds. First is the seed of which I call not looking weak, and the second seed is the spirit of offense. Now, Ephesians 4.31 says to get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Right now, I'm going to come against that toxic masculinity culture, because in that culture, we say things like somebody do me wrong, I'm going to do it on twice as bold. Somebody say something to me, I'm going to clap back even harder. 
somebody come at me sideways, I'm going to make sure it don't happen again. Or one of our favorite ones we like to say, I see so many people post this on their story. Do them how they do you. But let me ask you this. Why are you trying to prove yourself to a person who doesn't believe in you better yet know you? Why are you trying to prove yourself to a person who doesn't believe in you better yet know you? Basically, why are you giving this person who doesn't know you all this attention? Why are you giving this person who's insulting you all this power over you? Because you see, in this new age toxic masculinity, it has men and even women thinking that we have to respond to every single thing. That comment that's under our post, we got to respond. That dislike that a person gives us, we have to respond. This new age toxic masculinity and overall culture has us thinking that we have to give our attention to every negative thing that comes our way. That if somebody say something sideways to me, I got to set them straight. If somebody come at me, I'm going to spin a block. Says who? Who was telling you to do these things? It's definitely not God. It's this new age culture that we're living in. And because of this new age culture, it's how people are getting killed so rapidly nowadays, if we be honest. You see all this internet beef all because a person wants to respond. You see all these shootouts and innocent killings happening because someone felt the need to clap back and spin the block. Someone felt the need to reply to something negative. The need to respond is not to prove that you're not tough. The need to respond is not to prove you ain't gangster. The need to respond isn't to prove that you're not soft. You see, the need you feel to respond is to cater to the seed of not looking weak. The need you feel to respond is to cater to the seed of not looking weak. Basically, you don't want to look soft. You don't want people to think you ain't gangster. You don't want people to think you not tough. That's why you feel the need to respond to everything. Because somewhere along the line as you grew up, something happened in your life and the enemy has used that event to fuel the seed of you not looking weak. Basically, you may have gotten bullied. You may have been abused. Whatever that event was, the enemy has taken it and instead of healing from it, he is manipulating you to react to every negative thing. It's why you feel the need to reply to every negative comment. It's why you feel the need to slander someone's name who talks down on you. It's why you reply to every bad thing that comes your way with anger and rage. Because the enemy has taken a traumatic event in your life where you were defenseless and he's magnified that event. So now you refer back to that event and you act on it. So you feel that event will never happen again. You don't want to feel like that ever again. It's why you feel the need to reply to every negative thing. It's why you feel the need to react to every insult. It's why you feel the need to give your attention to things that don't deserve your attention. And we've been living and growing this seed of not looking weak for so long that it turns into the spirit of offense. And now we get offended by everything. Now someone says something negative, it automatically bothers us. Now someone looks at us the funniest of ways, we're automatically offended. You see, now we feel the need to respond to every negative comment, insult, or action that's through our way. We feel the need to retaliate to anything negative. Let me give you guys the definition of spirit of offense. It is to be hurt by someone or something while struggling to let that offense go. It is to be hurt by someone or something while struggling to let that offense go. And that's the definition it gave, but there's also an even better definition that really magnifies what the spirit of offense is. It is the feeling of resentment because of an action or insult. It is a feeling of resentment 
because of an action or insult. You see, the key word there is resentment, retaliation. You see, when you become offended and you feel the need to check someone, you have neglected the power of the Holy Spirit and you have given it to a person or a demonic spirit. Let me repeat that for you guys. When you become offended and feel the need to check someone, to get back at someone, to do them how they do you, you have neglected the power of the Holy Spirit. You have neglected the power of Jesus. You have neglected the power of God. And you've given that power to a person or a demonic spirit. You traded off the power of Jesus to receive a stronghold from the enemy. You've traded off the power that God has given you to forgive, the power that God has given you to overlook things, and you've accepted a stronghold for the enemy. You've accepted anger. You've accepted a radioactive reactiveness. You've accepted this stronghold from the enemy where you feel the need to give your attention, not to God, but to every negative thing that comes your way. And this is what we go through when we conform to the world's standards. You see, the world tells us to retaliate. The world tells us to get our get back. The world tells us to respond to every negative thing so we don't look weak, so we don't look, so we don't look soft, so people don't think we're not tough, so people don't think we're not gangster. But let me ask you guys this. How can the world define what weakness is when the world is weak itself? How can the world define what soft is when the world is soft itself? You see, the purpose of the world telling you these things is that the world and the enemy is trying to get you to forfeit the peace and purpose of God so you don't walk in his will and his glory. The world and the enemy wants you to react to every negative things so you don't see the things of God, the blessings of God, the purpose of God, the will of God. Why is that? Because instead of focusing on the will of God, you're focusing on the will of the flesh, the will of the enemy, that you have to reply to every negative thing, that you have to give your attention to every negative thing, that you have to give your attention to every insult, every diss, every sneak diss, all these negative things. You're walking in the will of the flesh and the enemy versus the will of God. Galatians 1 verse 10. I want you guys to ask yourself this. Am I now? trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Let me repeat that because that question even hit me as I did this prep. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still a servant, if I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. You see, when you give your attention to things and people that don't deserve a reply, you are removing the peace and purpose of God from your life. When you give your attention to things and people that don't deserve a reply, you are removing the peace and purpose of God from your life. When you reply to negativity, you are trying to prove yourself to man rather than God. When you reply to insults, you are trying to prove yourself to that person versus Jesus. And by giving undeserved attention to negative people and spirits, you remove the things of God while welcoming different conflict and insecurities from the enemy. Let me say that again. When you give undeserved attention to negative people and spirits, you remove the things of God while welcoming different conflict and insecurities from the enemy. You see, replying you're welcoming this conflict that gets you to fit the image they have for you because the replies made you feel insecure about who you really are. 
you begin welcoming conflict that changes your God-given calling to their calling because the negativity made you insecure about the godly purpose on your life. You begin welcoming conflict that changes your destiny from God's liking to their liking because their liking made you insecure about the path that God has you on. Talk, Holy Spirit. Talk. Mm, mm, mm. You see, always having a need to reply to something negative is being obedient to the enemy rather than being obedient to God. The enemy wants to get you out of character. He wants you to remove the holiness that you have to bring out and walk in the flesh. He wants you to be less like God and be more like the world by doing them how they do you, by getting your get back, by spinning the block on the comic section. You see, the enemy does his best to get us out of character by making us reactive to a negative character. Ladies and gentlemen, it's simply time to stop letting the world get a reaction out of you. It's time to stop letting negative people get the best of you. It's time to stop letting things that don't deserve attention receive all of your attention. Stop letting people change the format of your content, of your liking, and your personality because they said something bad. Stop letting people knock you off your square from their insults, from their negativity, from their criticism that doesn't matter. You see, a lot of us need to be like a broken controller instead of a working one. You see, when you press a button on a working controller, it commands and it receives a response. Compared to a broken controller, someone can command and push anything. But because that controller is broken, there isn't a response given. You see, when people come and push our buttons and expect something, there should be no response. When people start to command something out of you, you shouldn't be giving them the satisfaction of a response. When people start insulting you, you shouldn't give them a response. When people bring negativity that isn't validated your way, you shouldn't give them a response. Going back to our opening scripture, Matthew 27, 12 through 4. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? Remember the five most important words, but Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge. Jesus made no reply. Jesus didn't give these priests and these elders the time of day. He didn't give them the satisfaction of responding to their nonsense. He simply gave no answer and no reply. Why is that? Because Jesus didn't need to prove himself to people who weren't a part of his destiny. Jesus did not need to prove himself to people who weren't a part of his destiny. He didn't need to reply to people who had no true purpose in his will. He didn't need to validate himself by stepping out of his purpose and into their nonsense. There are so many scriptures in the Bible that talks about response and overlooking and forgiving. The main two that stood out to me. Proverbs 12, verse 16. Fools show their annoyance at once, but the prudent overlook an insult. Fools show their annoyance at once, but the prudent overlook an insult. And then Proverbs 17, verse 14. Starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam. So drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. Starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam. So drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. You see, we are going to go through it at some point in our life. We're going to run into people who always have something negative to say. We run into people who always want to criticize our every move. We run into people who can only point out the bad things. We run into people who can never be joyous or supportive of the good things. 
the truth of the matter is we have no control over these type of people. We have no control over these type of people and whether or not we run into. But God has allowed us to control our response. God has given you the power and the authority to dictate what you're going to give your attention to. Whether it's something negative or positive, God has given you the authority and the power. And based off the Bible and the scriptures that he's pointing us to, God wants us to give our attention to the better side. He wants us to turn the other cheek. He wants us to overlook these insults. He wants us to forgive the person that offends us. He wants us to not be so easily offended. He doesn't want us to respond to every insult, to every negative comment, to every bad thing that comes our way. Let's imagine if Jesus did that. If Jesus spent his life on this earth responding to every bad thing, responding to the accusations, responding to all these insults that he isn't God, that he isn't the son of man, that he's a fraud. Imagine if Jesus gave these people the time of day. My sins and your sins wouldn't be forgiven. There would be no heaven for us. There would be no grace and no mercy for us. And why would that be? Because instead of Jesus walking in the will that God called him to, he started walking in the will of flesh by giving undeserving people the time of day. Jesus wants us to choose our responses wisely by not responding to foolishness, by not responding to negativity that doesn't matter, by not responding to insults and criticism that has no place, purpose or will in our life. You see, the best thing for you to do to keep your peace and your mental health at a healthy level is learning to control your responses. You're always going to have a hater. You're always going to have someone who dislikes you. You're always going to have someone whose true goal is to throw you off your course. But in order to keep your peace and your mental in check, you got to keep your responses in check. You got to stop giving people so much power over you by a simple reply. Stop letting people get the best of you by giving them the time of day. They don't see the vision you see. They don't have the purpose you have. They're not working towards the same goals you are. So why are you giving these people the time of day by replying to ignorance? Why try to fit in and mold yourself to a person's liking who has no purpose in your life? Trust me, when I started this podcast, my messages were so sugar-coated and cookie-cut. Why? Because I was listening to the negativity. I was listening to people's feedback that the podcast should be this, that you shouldn't talk about God so much, that you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. And for a moment, those messages were so bad. It, just, it makes me cringe looking back at it now because I let that negativity influence what God has called me to do. I let that negativity earn a response out of me that changed the will and the course that God had for me. So God had to get me back on track with this exact message that I don't need to reply to that negativity. I don't need to be liked by their insults. I don't need to fit the mold of what they want me to be. Because if you set yourself in a room with 10 different people, those 10 people will all have a different opinion of you. Those 10 people will have a different vision of how they see you. So trying to fit the mold of people, stop it. Just simply stop it because you're never going to please everybody. The Bible even mentions something that everyone isn't going to accept the gospel. Let's change that to nowadays. Everybody isn't going to accept your music. Everybody isn't going to accept your ministry. Everybody isn't going to accept your podcast. They're not going to accept the things that you are trying to do. And that's perfectly fine because people didn't accept Jesus when he walked on this earth. But that doesn't mean that his will still has the greatest glory in life. The things that you are doing now, it doesn't mean that it's not going to succeed because a few people don't like it. It doesn't mean it's not going to succeed because you receive a few insults, because you receive a few dislikes, because you receive some negativity. Honestly, if you're receiving these things, it means you're doing something right. If you're receiving the negativity and the haters and all this goofy stuff, 
It means you're doing something right. It means you're walking in the will of God because God tells us that we're going to endure persecution against others. God tells us that we're going to endure long suffering from others, that we're not going to be liked by the world, that the world isn't going to see things how we see things because there's a different viewpoint when you walk in the will of God and the will of the world. So I'm choosing to walk in the will of the world, the will of God, excuse me. I'm choosing to walk in the will of God. Yes, you may not like the content. Yes, you may not like that I talk about God all the time. But guess what? When God tells me to overlook your negativity, that's what I'm going to do. When God tells me to forgive your insults, that's what I'm going to do. When God tells me to love you regardless of the negative attention and feedback that you're giving me, I'm going to do that. Because in order to protect my peace, I have to overlook your ignorance. In order to protect my mental health, I have to overlook your insults. In order to really be like Romans 12 too, I have to control the way I response. I have to stop giving people so much power and realize that the power and the glory has to be given to God. I need to be like a broken controller when it comes to negative feedback. Because as much as you press my buttons, you're not going to get a response out of me. You're not going to get a reaction out of me. I'm not going to give you the time and satisfaction of the day because you decided to say something mean. You decided to say something that was so bad. You decided to say something that tried to hurt my feelings. I don't care. I truly do not care. You have to have a nonchalant attitude with things like this. And that is what I want you guys to understand today. That people may come against you. People may say bad things. People may say negative things. They may not understand you. They may want to change the purpose that God has given you. But don't give in. Don't give in to that nonsense. Don't give up. Don't give up. Stop giving people so much power. Stop letting people control your emotions by a simple insult. Stop giving people these responses that they don't deserve. These people don't even know you. They don't even know you. Some of these people don't even have your number. They don't, know, they don't even know your middle name. So why are you giving them so much attention? Why are you giving them all these responses, all these reactions? Because at the end of the day, five minutes from now, it's not going to matter. Five years from now, it's not going to matter. So why spend so little time on it? When you could be spending time on something that God has called you to. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the episode I have for you all. I hope this was a help to somebody. I hope that God's word was able to encourage someone. That people are going to hate on you all the time. People may not like you. People may come against you. But God has given us the power to overlook those things. God has given us the power to forgive those people. Because they don't see things how we see things. And because we are looking at things from a spiritual eye, from a spiritual perspective, from an upper level, not saying that we're better, but we are looking at things from an upper level. We have to overlook those things as we are on that upper level. So be sure to share this with your friends and your family and even a stranger that you know. And let's just continue to get God's word out because God is transforming us mentally so we can achieve his will. God is transforming us spiritually so we can walk in his will and receive the things that he has to offer. So until next time, peace.